Welcome back to another week of the Rise Station podcast. I am your host, Pranella Harris, licensed mental health provider. Here at the Rise Station, I invite you to open your heart and mind to the possibility of transformation. Episodes are geared at elevating your mindset, improving your relationships, and providing you with practical tips on how to improve your life overall. If this sounds good to you, then join me for a new episode at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time every Monday. This way you start your week off energized and ready to conquer whatever comes your way. Please go ahead and share this podcast out to friends and family so that they can grow and thrive with you. Okay, so today we are discussing how to practice unconditional self-love. So many of us, women and men alike, are looking for love outside of ourselves, right? We jump through hoops to please others so that we are accepted by others. We want attention and acknowledgement from others. When we do this, we are actually repelling the very love we so desperately want to have in our lives, right? Because we are in this chasing energy. And whatever we chase, whenever we're in that chasing energy, the very thing that we want will always be outside of our reach, right? So what does that mean? That means we will continue to attract people who will not accept us. We will continue to find ourselves in relationships that are toxic. We will continue to be chasing status so that we can become more pleasing to others. And those others continue to reject us, right? Because they're only interested in our status. They're not interested in who we are at our core selves, right? And so in order to stop this dynamic, we have to stop chasing and be still. We have to provide for ourselves what we want others to provide for us or what we want others to reflect back to us, right? And then when we stop chasing, when we start being still, when we start sitting in our own energy, we start to attract like-minded individuals into our lives. We do this by loving ourselves unconditionally. And this helps us to call into our lives people who will mirror that same energy that we're giving to ourselves around us. All right, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. But before we get into today's content, let's go ahead and hear a word from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by Restorative Family Services. We are a behavioral health practice. Our mission is to provide quality, affordable, and accessible mental health care to the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. If you are struggling and in a dark place, we are here to help. Visit our website at www.restorativefamilyservices.com. This podcast is brought to you by Private Practice, where we provide leadership training and practice management coaching specific to helping mental health professionals build their private practice to provide a much needed service for their community. Want to learn more? Visit our website at www.privatepractice.com. All right. So listen, what you think about, you bring about. Whatever you focus your energy on the most will become your reality, right? So if you're thinking, 
I am not worthy as a man unless I have this amount of money. Your self-concept is now directly contingent on how much is in your bank account, which can go up or down, right? But this is your reality. You do not feel worthy unless your money's right. And when your money's not right, your self-concept, you feel really terrible about yourself, right? What you think about, you bring about, all right? Another one example of this is, If you think women are not attracted to men with money, right, then you will rely on your possessions and call into your life takers, right? Women who only want your resources, women who are going to be manipulative and going to be transactional, right? Because that's what you're leading with. Your mindset is that, hey, this is the way the world is. And so unconsciously you're calling into your life those kinds of transactional relationships, right? Because again, what you think about, what you focus your energy on, the mindset that you're in, you will be calling into your life that type of struggle, right? So because you feel that women are only attracted to men and money, then you focus your entire life on making more money. You don't focus on building your character. You don't focus on the soft skills about caring, being empathetic, right? You're only talking about money. So in a sense, if you're doing self-reflection, you have to look at what are you adding to the dynamic? If you're not happy with the people that you're dating What are you contributing to this? Why are you attracted to these types of energy? And that's what this work is about. This healing journey is all about self-love rather than pointing the finger as to this person did this to me. Life is happening because that's when we're in our victim stance, right? We can't really help ourselves if we're constantly playing the victim. We can help ourselves when we're willing to be held accountable, when we are willing to take accountability and begin working on ourselves. So That's what I hope that this episode is going to be geared toward helping you identify how you can love you so you get what you need in love by one, giving it to yourself and then calling it into your life. All right. So if you're ruminating about how men are not ish and you can't trust them, you will attract men who are not ish and that you can't trust right? You will operate from a defensive space, right? Because you're already geared up for a fight. You're already looking for what's wrong in a man and not what's right. You're already looking to be the attacker rather than the prey, right? I'm going to go get them before they get me and not trusting. And I'm going to play them before they play me, right? Essentially, it's all manipulative and you're going to attract manipulative people. All right. So another example, right? Because it's all about you. It all starts with you. If you are constantly thinking to yourself, I hate how I let myself go and who is going to find me appealing, attractive, then you are going to see that play out in your life. You're going to look for people who think of you as unattractive. You're going to constantly compare yourself to other people and look for that energy. If you sit in this energy of, I wish I had a house like hers. I wish I had money like like he does. I wish I was handsome like him, pretty like her, thin like him, thick like her. I wish I had long hair, short hair like them, right? Then you see yourself as less than. 
you're constantly comparing yourself and you will then behave as such, whether consciously or unconsciously, you're going to behave in that hierarchy and you're going to repel anyone or think they're lying to you. Anyone who comes up to you, thinks you're attractive, thinks you're the prize. No, 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 I'm not as good as her. And you're going to constantly need assurance and the very thing, the love that you wanted, the person finding you attractive, you're going to repel because you have now become a project, somebody that they have to constantly boost up, somebody that you're constantly upset at and, you know, needing reassurance or challenging them when they say that you're beautiful and they're into you or you're constantly, your insecurities are raised up when there's a pretty girl in the room or pretty or handsome guy in the room, right? Because you don't in yourself, in your own mental consciousness, believe that you are that, right? So the quality of your thoughts determine the quality of your life, what your reality is. Every relationship you have ever experienced is a reflection of the relationship that you have with yourself, So if you are looking around and you're unhappy with the relationships, that's a good time to go and do some self-reflection. What am I doing to attract this type of energy? How am I treating myself? Right? So if you're in a one-sided relationship, others are constantly not showing up for you. They don't check on you. They don't prioritize you. They don't give you anything that you need. Right? They just keep take, 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 take. Chances are, When you do some reflection, right, chances are that you might notice that you've also been neglecting yourself, that you've also been putting the needs of others before you. Even if someone tried to help, hey, do you need anything? No, I'm okay. I'm fine. Don't worry about me, right? And what are we saying? Don't worry about me. We're saying don't prioritize me. We're saying I don't need help. So then when people stop asking you for help, And they start assuming because that's what you've always said. No, don't worry about me. I'm good. I'm fine. Let me help you. Let me give to you. Let me do, do, do. Right. Subconsciously, you have made other people more important than you. You have structured the relationship not to be reciprocal. You have taught people how to treat you. Right. Remember, your relationships are always mirrors of the one that you have with yourself. So often we think the answers to our happiness lie in the people that surround us. Happiness does not originate from the outside and then we absorb it like, you know, air on the inside, right? Happiness, we have to create that from within. And then we start to see reflections of our own inner happiness play out in our external environment. So it happens from the inside out. So when you're not happy, you call into your life people who will reflect your pain. So if you're vibrating low and you're constantly talking negatively to yourself and you have a very dark and hostile relationship with yourself and there's lots of internal battles within, chances are your external environment is going to look like that. It's going to be very conflictual. You're going to have strained relationship with your children. You're going to have strained relationship with your spouse, your mother. There's going to be a lot of conflict in every single relationship until you start to resolve the ones inside yourself, until you start to do that healing work. Once you start doing that healing work and being still, then you will start to see yourselves letting go of toxic relationships, setting healthy boundaries. You'll start to see yourself inviting healthier relationships and because the climate has been made for that to happen. All right. So there are no shortcuts to healing. 
You just have to be courageous enough to unpack your own pain, right? I recently met with a woman who was devastated. Her husband had left her for another woman. She made her husband the center of her universe, her entire world, and lost herself into that relationship. Her husband didn't like to pray, so she gave up praying. Didn't like to go to church, so she gave up going to church. Didn't like her friends, so she gave up her friends. Didn't like to go out of the house, so she stayed in, but just gave up a lot of who she was so that she could be in this relationship. So imagine just how completely broken and devastated she was when she learned that he was cheating and then wanting to leave her for the person he was cheating with. So she, in her devastation, would ask questions like, what is it about me that he found so horrible that he wanted to leave? What does the other woman have that I don't have? Now, how many of you listening to my voice right now has had that thought? I know I have. You know, when I was in a very toxic marriage, my ex would make me feel bad about being ambitious, right? I had lots of mom guilt as I was going through to get my graduate degree in social work to become a therapist. And my two-year-old son at the time would barricade the door when I had to leave to go to school on Saturdays. So I would look over to my husband who was watching this interaction play out without helping out looking for support. And I remember one Saturday him saying to me, you know, you don't have to go to school. You decided to go to school. It's your fault that this has happened. It's your fault that you feel the way you feel. And I remember feeling devastated. I remember, you know, at my drive asking God, well, why am I never satisfied? Why am I always chasing the next thing? Why do I always have to be intellectually stimulated? Why am I so ambitious? Why can't I just be okay with like mediocrity? Like I really had this conversation. I know it sounds dumb right now to me because I'm so way ahead, but the older versions of me was not as evolved. And I remember, you know, why can't I be like, you know, simpler? Why can't I be like everybody else? And I'm so happy that didn't last long. But what happened was when you embrace your pain, right, you start to see things differently. So when you have to learn the lesson of self-love, God, the universe, the way it works is you will be starved from the very thing you need. So the only person who's going to get you out of this rut or out of this hole is you. You're the only one. And in order to do that, you have to love yourself for every aspect of yourself and not try to castrate off parts of you, not try to, you know, cut yourself down so that you can fit with this person. Sometimes people are there to help you transform into the next version of yourself. And that's exactly what my ex did, because I wouldn't be here talking to you about this very topic had I been a lesser version of myself. So sometimes in order for you to get that self-love, you got to go through some pain. So really turning into the pain. And so for this woman that I was meeting with, her challenge, too, is to lean into the darkness Don't be afraid of the darkness. That's how you're going to find your light. Get into the pain, you know, figure out 
what lessons you needed to learn about yourself because every relationship is teaching you something about yourself. So when those relationships don't work out, it's a reason they don't work out. Not every relationship is supposed to be this lifelong uh, relationship. Some relationships are here to teach you a lesson so that you can move on and get closer to the person you're supposed to be with for the rest of your life. Okay, so how do we practice unconditional self-love? Well, I have 10 tips for you and you can start today. Number one is disconnect from shame and feelings of inadequacy. All right. A lot of times we receive messages from others, right? That we are somehow broken, flawed, that they don't accept us. We're doing too much. We are too much. We shouldn't do this. We shouldn't do that. And it instills in us a level of inadequacy where we're feeling like we're broken. We're feeling like there's something wrong with us. We're feeling fallible. We're feeling flawed, valueless, right? And we have to really come back home to ourselves and understand that we are worthy just because. And depending on what you believe in, listen, I believe in God. And um, if you believe in a higher power, that you're worthy just because you were born, just because you believe in a higher power. All right. People will try to judge and make you feel less than, and that's coming from their own trauma. So traumatized people try to traumatize other people, hurt people, will hurt people, but really have a strong barrier against toxic folks and really digging deep about your own feelings for yourself and not really looking for others to understand you or even give you value, but finding that value within, right? So we have to disconnect from shame and feelings of inadequacy, right? Yes, we may make mistakes. That's how we learn. It doesn't mean that we are the mistake. It doesn't mean we are broken. We are flawed. We are just messed up unlovable. We're bad at love. You know, disconnect from all those those things. I'm a screw up. Disconnect from talking to yourself like that, from talking about yourself like that. You know, I'm just all messed up. Don't talk to yourself like that. Okay? Because that's reinforcing shame-based thinking. Number 2 is practice forgiveness and compassion for yourself and others, right? So, if you behave in a way you're not happy about in the past, if you've done some things, one is forgive yourself. If people have done things to you that were unkind, forgive them because walking around with all of that just really calls into your life more struggle because that is what you're still operating from a wounded place. So look within, clear out the wounds. Now, just because you forgive someone doesn't mean you have to have a relationship with. You can still forgive them and have good boundaries. You can still forgive them and never talk to them a day in your life, but you're just not walking around with bitterness and resentment in you. All right. It's allowing you to move forward. Number three is practice gratitude. Really be present in the moment. Gratitude allows you to look around and just find joy, peace, and everything that is going on around you. It's letting go of judgments. When you're operating in gratitude, you're operating from love and compassion and just being present in the moment. And being grateful and thankful doesn't mean that you're not going to go through hardships. It's just like, hey, what is the lesson in this hardship? Can I be grateful for the lesson? Can I be 
grateful for the way this challenge is causing me to grow and stretch myself, right? So practice gratitude everywhere you go. Number four is do an inventory of your strengths and areas of development, right? So know what you're good at, know what things you need to work on, and then play to your strengths and work on the things that are challenging for you. But constantly doing the work, constantly trying to be the better version of yourself, right? Because if you're working on your weaknesses and your areas of development, right, people can't really try to hold you hostage to your inadequacies or your areas of development, right? People can't really cause you to be embarrassed because, hey, I'm working on them. Like, yeah, I've identified that as an issue and I'm working on it. And it really takes the power out of people trying to hold that over your head or tap on insecurities because they're not no longer insecurities. Like I've identified this area of development and I'm actively working on it. I'm working harder in this area. So having that, just knowing that you're working on yourself and constantly being in that curious mode and being willing to learn is actually very powerful. And it allows people to not be able to use those things against you because you're not, you're not hiding it. It's like, okay, I'm going to bring what I need to work on to the carpet and I know it, I have my eyes on it and I'm actively working on it. So I'm not going to be insecure because I'm accepting of this as a challenge point for me. Number five is accept yourself for you now, not you in the future, not the older versions of yourself, but accept yourself for who you are. Not if I lose weight, I'll just you know, I'll be happy then. Not if I made this much money, not once I get my dream car, all the girls are going to love me. I'm going to be so cool. No, love yourself for who you are today, right now, right in this moment. Number six is stop comparing yourself to others. You see, you were uniquely made, right? You have your own ratio of gifts and your own ratio of areas of development right? They're not going to be the same as someone else. And a lot of times we look at other people's lives and we are trying to be them and we end up dissatisfied. We end up unhappy because we're trying to be someone else. Now your strengths and gifts don't line up to be them. So of course you're not going to hit the mark with that. The person you were created to be, you are now abandoning because you're trying to be Sally and you're Tamika. Like be Tamika, be the best Tamika you can be and let Sally be her. So just really understand that we're all different. No one is better than anyone. We're all different. We can't even compare what is different. It's like apples to oranges. They're very different fruit. They taste differently. So they're going to need different things. So when you try to be other people, you are dishonoring yourself and you're abandoning yourself and the strengths and gifts that you are supposed to be developing. You're not because you're developing the strengths of whoever you admire or look up to or compare yourself against. All right. So really understand that there is no competition with being you. Just be the best version of you you can be. Okay. Start competing with yourself. Number seven is celebrate your uniqueness, right? Because we are all different. We can add something very different to a discussion. We can add a different perspective. Even if we're doing the same thing, the way you think your life experiences, who you are as a person is different and unique. So 
really live in your uniqueness, okay? Operate in your own genius and celebrate that because that is leading you towards your own purpose. Number eight is feel your feelings, good or bad. I want you to sit and connect with yourself. Sometimes we try to just feel the good feelings and push away the bad, the dark feelings, right? But your emotions are information. Your emotions are telling you something. It's helping you understand your external world. It's helping you process your internal climate. So those emotions are helpful, just like pain, right? Pain is usually a signal that there is some area that you need to pay attention to. So our emotions, we have emotional pain that is giving you information as to where you need to focus your attention on. Why am I feeling this way? Don't just stomp the feelings, push it away because they'll creep up some other way. Feelings never really go away. Okay, feelings are energy. And unless we process and transmute it into something productive, they will stick around and we will, if we haven't processed, they'll stick around and become illnesses and very detrimental to us. So it's best for our health to just sit and feel our feels. And we get to understand ourselves so much better when we can experience the whole range of our human experience, right? Not just the good stuff, but understand all of it. Number nine is set healthy boundaries, right? Someone who loves themselves unconditionally is always going to have healthy boundaries because Loving yourself means that you protect what is valuable to you. And if your mental health is valuable, you're not going to overextend yourself. You're not going to put yourself in in situations where people make you feel bad, talk badly to you or down to you or, or, you know, try to lower your self-esteem or abuse you in any way. You're going to make sure that you're personally safe physically, that you have your privacy. So setting a healthy boundary means that you love yourself and that you are willing to protect yourself against anyone who doesn't have your best interest at hand, anyone who's trying to take advantage of you, anyone who will disrupt your peace. Okay. So making sure you have healthy boundaries so you can have healthy relationships. Our last one, number 10 is release, release what no longer serves you. And that could be people That could be ideas that you've held from childhood. That could be a a certain way of thinking. That could be addictions. That could be places. Anything that no longer serves you, release that so that you can make room for the things that are more in alignment to what does serve you. All right. So in conclusion, when we learn how to love ourselves unconditionally, we raise our vibration we are able to heal ourselves and raise our consciousness. And by doing so, we are able to attract healthy love, right? Because this is a reflection of the way we feel about ourselves, right? So now we are loving ourselves fully and wholly internally. And so that will be reflected in our external environment. Right. We'll start to set boundaries and call into our lives individuals who will reciprocate. Right. The type of love that we show ourselves. We have standards for how we want to be treated and how people are to treat us. And so we are calling into our lives relationships which reflect that. Right. It puts you back into the driver's seat of your own life where you get to decide who and what you spend your energy on. 
right? When you operate with love and compassion, you approach life with that lens. And now your focus and energy is on the things that are going to reciprocate that love energy back into your life, right? So listen, if you've enjoyed today's content, do me a favor and give this episode a glowing review and share it with your friends and family. All right. I hope this episode has helped someone. Okay, Rise Tribe. That's all I have for you today. Enjoy your day on purpose. If you have found this episode helpful, help us grow our audience. By providing us with a five-star review, you help make this podcast visible to others. Help pull others out of a dark space by showing that you care, by sharing this podcast with them. Nothing is better than a friend or loved one who wants you to up-level your life with them. Thanks for tuning in.